this week on Erotic Awakening, Community and Desert Heat. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We want to thank all of our patron supporters. You're keeping the show alive. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening today and get your bonus content and support the show. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine, slightly warm evening? I am tired. We just uh, ended up in Arizona and I decided to jump right into the Kevin and Katie exercise classes. So that was two hours today. So you knocked out two classes today. I did. As well as starting your new job and last night. I started my new jo- job last night, which is paying for our RV spot. Yes, because the reality of it is this podcast thing has not made us rich. <laughs> no, but we do have some great supporters. We do, so, we do indeed. And which it makes it much help. easier. That's indeed. for sure. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about something that's uh, pretty interesting for you and I dawned. And I just earlier today was invited to a high protocol Discord server Mm -hmm. along with the other 907 Discord servers that I'm on. (laughs) I'm on two. (laughs) As well as the wonderful Erotic Awakening Discord server. Yes, that's one of them. Yeah. (laughs) So, And the question of the day on that Discord server is what is community? And you and I have a really interesting perspective of this because we spent 20 years in one town running events uh, and then towards the end of it to be not overly, I'm going to make a word up there, but we, along with Barak and Sheba, ended up running this space where the entire community across the entire spectrum came to meet. Right. Well, and even before that, we had the room for three years where a lot of the smaller groups of the community came to meet. And we were part of the, uh, and I forget what the title of it was, but all the Columbus, Ohio community leaders actually gathered once a quarter to make sure that we were all still on board with each other. So that's that's one aspect yeah. of community. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happens, right. and a lot of things move online, a lot of things move on. You and I moved on. And mm-hmm. now, for community for you and I, because we are full-time RVers, we only spend a couple of weeks in each spot. Right. So finding community becomes a challenge and interesting. So we've been looking into what are the tools to find your community. And one of the things that we've actually been aware of for a little while is something called Bloom or Bloom Community. And I don't get it. And I don't understand how it's going to help me <laughs> connect other people. Fortunately for us tonight, that's not going to be a problem. We have Noah joining us, who is the CEO of Bloom. So uh, Noah, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I am. I will work on the website so you know better what, how Bloom can help you. No, that no, it is. It's not the website. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had people from um, uh, our community, is what I'm going to say. I've heard them talk about Bloom, so mm-hmm. I know it's out there. But um, yeah, if you could explain to us a little bit about what Bloom Community is, because. I'm sure most of our listeners, and I know me, are more familiar with like FetLife and other ways to connect and community, other ways right? To connect community. So, what is what so. is Bloom Community, and what is it what is it bringing to us? Well, and I know it really. I, I love what you said, Don, about starting a new job. So, first of all, congrats. Thank you. Right? I, 
And, you know, for me, community started when I had a job that I hated, right? So I worked, I was like a pretty senior manager, but I felt extremely lonely and extremely alone. And for me, I was like, what, what is the world? Like, what's the meaning? What's my identity? And that was like my path into non-monogamy and into finding community, right? Like finding the sex positive community in Oakland and starting to go to play parties and then slowly going to munches and creating my own. And I think that Bloom was created to like help people like me, for example, find community, right? So we we believe that, you know, there are so many people that are lonely out there and they know deep inside that there's cool people doing cool stuff, but they have no clue how to find them, right? Like the the web is pretty dark and the websites are pretty old and the communities are pretty uh, off the grid or offline. Mm-hmm. So Bloom believe like the we want to be able to create a system that people can find community even if they're not like highly connected and highly networked in that space okay and so our, it's an app pretty much it's an app that allows you to find counterculture or edge of culture communities kink non-monogamy queer and you know all the kinksters and weirdsters and you can find events both online and in person and not only events, but you can then like match with people, right? So you go to, you're like, oh, I'm now you're in Arizona. I wonder what's happening. And you can see like the rope jam or the poly picnic. And in each one of these events, you can see the people who go to the event and you can match with them and you can continue the conversation, make plans before the event, meet up after, before, etc. So it sounds like it's a place that I could also advertise my Zoom classes which I do, what, four to six a month at this point. I think that's a really good point. We are a platform, right? So we host like very small amount of events, but mm-hmm. the majority of events is just people uploading. We have about about a thousand events every month being uploaded by people, hopefully like you in the future are done, <laughs> but people posting both their online workshops and their in-person classes. It's completely free and yeah, and just a great way to find people. Now, one of the things that you said that I, I like is that once you found an event, that there's a way to connect with it prior to attending. So you can actually get to know people a little bit prior to attending. Did I understand that correctly? Right. Yeah. And I think it all comes back to what do people really want, right? Like people want to find friends or a place where they belong or people that they can share their heart with. And at the end of the day, we know from talking to people that what they care is the individual connection and event and communities and workshops is a path to that. And we believe that it's probably the best path uh, to finding connection. But what we know that people really desire is connection with human beings. So when you, when I think about, okay, I'm going to go to a rope class, people have a anxiety before they go, like, is this a good event? Is anyone going to be there? Am I going to find a partner to work with? Am I going to be the weirdo? So there's like questions around validating the event and making sure that I'm set up for success. Mm-hmm. For that, you can see like the RSVP list. So you can see like, oh, I can see all these people that are going. I might know some of them so I can feel more confident and comfortable, but I might want to match with them. And, you know, we have a chat for every event. So people post in the chat like, hey, want to grab drinks before the event or who wants to connect and do some crafting before this festival. So we see a lot of the bonding and connection and community 
happen with attendees before the event. And then after the event, we show you on Bloom the RSVP list so you can match with people. So we've just run the numbers and we see that if you, I'm putting on quote swipe because <laughs> we don't swipe on our apps, but if you swipe on people after an event, you're 10 times more likely to match than when you just randomly swipe on people. And it makes sense to anyone who's ever been to an event, right? Because the best way to connect is to build context. Mm-hmm. But we really see the data at scale that if you want to meet people and you want to match with people, you better go to an event and show up and and then it's much easier. Right, absolutely. So would you consider Bloom Community a dating app? Because it sounds oh. like it has some dating app aspects oh, yeah. to it. I know. And this is, I think we're in an, this is like my first question that I came into Bloom with. Being like, are we an events discovery app? Are we a dating app? Mm-hmm. And are we like a chat app? And I do think that at the end of the day, we are in the business of dating and matching. Like people like to discover events, but what people really seek is connection. And if we don't close the loop on the human connection, people will not come back to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What has been the big this the separator from as bloom community right obviously there's other yeah. there's other like don mentioned that you've got a fet life you've got a couple other websites out there a couple other apps out there trying to be this very similar sort of thing what's the separator what did bloom say you know what's different what we're going to do different is this yeah so you know i think there's like that technology what's different right which is you know with with FedLife, it's a lot more about like self-expression and chat and like these bigger communities. And really, FedLife is trying to avoid you using it as a dating and matching app pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. I would also say that there's, you know, we are like very purpley in color. Like there's something about like how do we remove those like the black layers of what kink and sex events. Um, so it's funny because I think other dating apps re- realize that it's really hard to match without meeting. So all these apps are doing live events, right? Like Field does live events. Bumble does live events. But none of them actually make the connection between the events and the dating app. So you go to an event, but you can't find the people after. So there's like this like this really good sync between the event and the matching that is very unique. But the truth is it's all about the people, right? At the end of the day, an app is really easy to create. But what's hard to create is the people that are there in the community. Mm-hmm. And Don, when you come and teach on Bloom, you will see the quality of the people, right? So I think what is different than any other app or any other platform is that if you are a sex positive, super into geeking out about growth and consent and love the processing and love you know self-expression and really care about these more, I don't know, like edge of culture activism and mm-hmm. narrative, you will find your people. And I think we hear it from educators that come. They're like, wow, everyone is so polite and so engaged and, you know, thinks so deeply about it. And I hear it from members being like, I find, I know that if I go on Bloom, I'll find my people. Now, you mentioned that you guys have done a, a ton of data analysis at this point because you've got a ton of events on there. Have you seen any surprising trends or any any surprises in your data analysis? So many, I'll start with like the very kind of 
heteronormative maybe mm-hmm. data point that is interesting is that the biggest complaint we hear from male identifying people is that they don't know how to find women identifying people right they're like where's all the women no one actually <laughs> matches you know and our data shows that women identifying people go to events twice as much as male identifying people so there seems to be like a pretty big opportunity for male identifying people looking for male and women identifying people right being like if you go to events this is a lot of where you find uh, women identifying people engaging and it shows what level of connection um, this population wants is I, I would say one. I think the other one is that over 40% of our, our user base list kink as an interest on their profile. So we really see that almost half of our events have kink in, in the tags of what the event is. And that pretty much matches the interest of people. So we find a lot of kinky people on our platform as well. And what we find is though that the people who identify as non-binary above average more than any other gender are interested in kink. So I think, it, and you know, that if you have ever been to a kink event, right, you, like that so much of diversity comes to life in these places, right? It's such an inclusive and diverse community. So I think it, it makes sense to us that like the more diverse and like edge of culture and identities are really what comes to life when people are care about and about kink so and i also want to throw out there because i'm poking around on the bloom community right now that you have Mm -hmm. a spot for polyamorous dating and i know you were saying kink was one of the things but kink I can usually find someone to date in the kinky world. It's usually the polyamorous world that's hard because there's so many platforms out there. When um, we ran a polyamorous event in Columbus for six years, it was really hard to advertise it because there's so many Mm -hmm. platforms out there with three people on it, right? (laughs) Everybody is spread out. I don't know that I have a question. This is just a plug. Um, The polyamorous dating. We have so many people that ask us all the time, you know, where can we find people? So we ended up writing a book on it where we um, reviewed some of the platforms. And honestly, none of them were super great for just polyamory. So this is nice that you have a whole section here. Yeah, and pretty much I want to say like only 8% of the people on Bloom say that they're monogamous. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how poly is becoming much more mainstream. I don't know if you've like oh, NPR, yeah. NPR just released their uh, starter kit for being poly. So it's, I think it's really <laughs> interesting to, to see this, the shift. Mm-hmm. And then I th- what I think is really interesting for me is like, where do poly people hang out? You were talking about it, right? And, and poly mm-hmm. people are such a big variety of poly people there's like the community poly people that you have organized community events for that love the munches and the parties but then there's like a ton of poly people that just go on dating sites so this is like what my biggest goal for this month is to actually learn more about that community because i started my non-monogamous path in the event space Mm -hmm. and in the journey and i'm like what do other people, what are they interested in? And, you know, we have a chat, we have chat topics on our app so that we have a chat called 
new to non-monogamy. Nice. And the people who are on the chat are completely different from the people that go to the event. I see right. that there's like there's the there's like the budding people, the people that just like to swipe on profiles. There are the event people, and there's the mm-hmm. chat people, and, and it's like completely different needs, completely different personalities that are there. But the, like the conversations are so deep, you know. It, I right. love it. The a polyamorous community has absolutely changed over the years because most of us, and I actually describe this a lot in our workshops recently, in that a lot of us old timers, I mean, Dan and I have been doing this for over 20 years, we came in through the kink community and through the swing community. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the people that have been doing this for a while, that's how they came in. You know, kink, swing, leather, that's how we found it new people that are coming in are like, they don't know anything about the kink community or the swing community. They're coming in as ethical non-monogamy polyamorous. So the conversations are a little different. It's actually kind of neat to see the differences. It it makes me think about even the bias that I come in, like the narratives that I come with Mm -hmm. when I design an app, right? Like, oh, I assume that if you're non-monogamous, you are into kink or you're open to kink mm-hmm. or you, and it's like, oh no, I'm just like a regular techie now mainstream, right? Like I'm sure that this is exactly probably what happened in the, back in the day in the, you know, in the gay communities, right? That if you were gay at the beginning you were and you were out as gay, you were in so many other counterculture communities. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting how like mainstream actually highlights to us the bias that we have about our own communities in some way. Absolutely. Absolutely true. So one more question for you, if you don't mind, and it's going to be a personal one. (laughs) As you've been involved in Bloom community, have you actually made connections, personal Uh, connections? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, as they say. Have you hooked up? Have you hooked up? That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. It's such a good question. As like a good Bloom community member, I'm obsessed with talking about power dynamics, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, oh, how do I talk about the power that we hold? And the community is like so good at giving me feedback if they ever see me step beyond. If I'm like too engaged in the chat, they're like, Noah, just because you're the CEO doesn't mean that you have the final word in this. <laughs> and so I appreciate that. I haven't made like personal relationships yet and I think part of it is like I'm so I kind of feel like Bloom is my relationship in this moment mm-hmm. I feel oh, like we get that me and the company we're like in a new relationship energy I'm like you are the one I've always waited for you give me a sense of belonging and identity you know like mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm like a, both a new relationship energy and like just the, the reality of needing to build this you know pr- company and make sure that it's financially sustainable and mm-hmm. all these things like so deep in the business side and less in the playing side. To- totally we, understand we that. We totally get that. All of our partners, uh, mine and Dan's, have to contend with our poly partner of erotic awakening. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and all the things we do. And, and it's funny because, you know, uh, I'll have partners, well, we've been together for seven years. I was like, yeah, but I've been with erotic awakening podcast for 14 years. So wait your turn. <laughs> and how do you, and how do you, like, I guess I'm really interested in, for, for for the two of you, how do you hold that power, right? Like when we spoke, I was like, oh, you're at the top of our list, like number one podcast that we must reach out to and connect with. <laughs> and, and my question is, how do you think about that as you engage with new people? 
I think it helps that we have been around long enough to realize that it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we put on our pants like anybody else. And it's really neat that sometimes we'll run into people that we are big fans, fans of. of. Oh, absolutely. And we recognize how we treat them. And then we see people coming up to us and treating us like that. And it's like, don't, don't. No, treat- no, no, no. <laughs> I, I tell you that it's summarized is a good, a friend of ours told us that, and, and they're a, a well-known presenter. And they said, this person reached out and said, oh, I'd love to have a scene with you. And they said, oh, that would be great. And midway through the scene, the person says, I can't believe I am seeing with the so-and-so, mm-hmm. right? And that person responded by going, wow, I thought it was just going to be two normal people. I didn't know you wanted a scene with an icon. And that's what we take out of that is that we're not big deals. We, we've been around for a little while. We have opinions. But if you listen to the podcast long enough, you'll hear that we recognize we're just good at talking. And give us 10 years and our opinions might change. So don't hold them too tight. If not sooner. <laughs> Things are changing in the world. The yeah, world has moved on. So thank you, Noah, for telling us about Bloom Community, which people could find at bloomcommunity.com. It is a great website. It's very clear. It says start here, mm-hmm. then do this, then do this. It's, it's much, <laughs> and I appreciate how much significance you took to, oh, my gosh, I'll go fix that. But there's nothing to fix. Mm-hmm. Hang out with us uncomfortably for a minute while we wrap this thing up. Yeah, of course. Don, <laughs> I was looking at Bloom Community, and they are in many cities, some cities which you and I will be in. For example... Minnesota, Phoenix, Tucson, Maryland, Pennsylvania, which is not a city, neither is Maryland, and Florida. (laughs) So some states, some cities. Keep up with all our events, book news, discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout-out, like Bree in Arizona. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. So, Dan, do you remember me talking a little bit ago about erotic comic books? (laughs) You mean a little bit ago, like every five minutes? I know. So I do have a few favorites. And every now and then I like to throw it out there on our social media, asking people what their favorite comic books are. And we do have a listener that um, is just catching up to the shows. And she mentioned something called Yes Roya, Mm -hmm. R-O-Y-A. So I'm going to have to check that one out. So that is by Liz, one of our listeners. And Johnny Jackhammer, if you're listening, who is our erotic comic book go-to person, maybe... (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, oh, maybe you could send me a copy. No, no, no. I'm in an RV. I can't collect yes, them. Yes, the we ones, need digital things. The but... ones I have gotten from Johnny Jack Hammer, I did put in storage. So they will be ready for me when we finally settle down in about a decade. So thank you, Liz, <laughs> who wrote in about yes. the super hot submissive boys serving a powerful woman in the Yes Roya comic collection. So, Don, we really need to wrap this thing up because Indeed. one of the reasons that we enjoy recording in the RV is because it's very easy to get set up. The downside right. is you have to turn off the air conditioner. Otherwise, the sound gets into your system. And we are in stinking Arizona. And just because it's the middle of the night does not mean that it is cold off That is true. I heard it click on, sorry, listeners, a few minutes ago. And I went and turned it off. And the tiny house on wheels was already at 84 degrees. And that is in the middle of the night. So the the studio is a quite the hot box. I don't know, Noah, you had mentioned, I think you said you're in Australia right now. I have no clue what... 
November weather looks like in Australia? Is it nice? Is it sweater weather? What do you got going on out there? I'm in, I'm in Melbourne, which I think is like the Bay Area. It's it's like always cool-ish, but it's been beautiful since I arrived here. So we're in like the 80s. Oh, fantastic. Awesome, yeah. And, and we appreciate your um, pity on us Americans and using a cetera, uh, Fahrenheit I calculation <laughs> instead of... I like, I hope that it's, I hope that that's what it is in Fahrenheit. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> if it's 80 centigrade, you need to get out of there right away. Yes. Centigrade? <laughs> Celsius. Celsius, yeah. That's classic, Dan. Awesome. Be a part of the Erotic Awakening podcast community. You can support us on Patreon and get early access to the podcast, a free version of the audiobook Polyamory Toolkit, free ebooks, exclusive chats, member-only discount access, and other content. Find all the goodies at patreon.com slash eroticawakening today. Help others find us. Take a moment to support podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Join the conversations with other listeners. Use the links on the Erotic Awakening website for our growing Discord channel. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Dawn on FetLife. Or as Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just email us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Noah. Bye, Noah. Bye.